So where have we been? We haven't recorded a So You Want to Be a Podcaster podcast for a bit, and there is a good reason. Uh, Both Colleen and I have had some health and travel things going on. I have been, well, I had one of the worst couple of weeks of my life going through some medical issues, having an emergency procedure that was not comfortable at all. And because of that, we just were not able to do some podcasting because of different things like that. And this happens as a podcaster. And so we got to take that into account sometimes. This is why it's beneficial to record in and have a backlog. Right. Well, and, and we did. Um, so really back in May and we kind of been trading off who, who's having other <laughs> things going on back in May, you had a really big trip to the Philippines. You came back from that and I left <laughs> on a really big trip with my husband for a few weeks. And then I've, I've been having health issues. And then also in the last few months, um, my husband and I've moved in with my parents because my father's health has um, not been very good and for some other reasons and we're actually selling our house right now and then my parents selling their house and then buying a house with them together so that we can help care for my parents so and then Andrew had his health issues I'm in the middle of treatment for um, some health issues and so just a lot of stuff but you know what I love about podcasting is that even you know once we get all that squared away even if we aren't feeling very well you know, in an evening, because sometimes we record, we've recorded when you weren't feeling well, Andrew, or when I wasn't feeling well. Um, but we're sitting in the comfort of our own home. And it's something we can do. We don't have to run out to the studio. You know, we can sit in our pajamas, and record a podcast. I am in my pajamas. <laughs> so am I. So there you go. Internet link established. established. So you want to be a podcaster. Our mission is to encourage and equip you for excellence in podcasting. Your hosts are Andrew Rappaport, host of the Rappaport and Apologetics Live, and executive director of the Christian Podcast Community. Together with Colleen Sharp, host of Theology Gals and chief administrator of the Christian Podcast Community. You know, knowing the type of show or type of episode you want to have is important. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's show. We're going to talk about knowing the type of podcast, the type of episode you're going to have. So some things to think about is, first off, you need to know what type of show you have. I mean, if you're going to be a Christian show, and we are part of the Christian podcast community, so we tend to talk about things like that often. If you're going to do a Christian show, Game of Thrones, maybe not the best kind of show to have. Baseball, well, that'd be perfectly fine. But the type of show that you're going to have is the first thing you got to understand when you think about the type of episodes you're going to have. Because if you're going to do a show on baseball, well, if suddenly you want to talk about politics, it's just not going to fit in well with your audience. And so it's important to keep that rapport, keep that relationship you have with your audience because they come listening for something specific. 
Colleen, you do a show called Theology Gals. I mean, you're not really directing to fatherhood and men's things, are you? Uh, we did a whole episode on being dad, but yeah, generally speaking, we we are talking about theology and, and we have certain things that we talk about. Do you know that even when we started, we have a list of topics that we won't discuss, like, for instance, politics. We're not ever going to talk about politics on Theology Gals. Baptists don't seem to make your list. I, you, you talk about us. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but but it is important to first know the type of podcast you're going to do. You can go off topic for something, but don't go so far off. I mean, okay, if you want to have a show on theology for women and talk about things that do affect women, which is their husbands, because we can really mess things up for those ladies, I'm just saying. But that's still kind of within the realm of theology. But if you're going to do a show on baseball and you want to talk about something about politics, it may not fit in. Now, there's some people really, really good at trying to show how they can shoehorn something in. On one episode or so, maybe that works, but don't do that often. Don't have a show where you're gearing it toward one audience and then you're going to do a bait and switch with them on some other topic because that happens to be your interest. So know your show type. Well, let me let me add something here. Since we're one thing that we talk about here is we talk about podcasting, but we do all the way through. Yeah, all the way through, we make it very clear that we are especially talking to Christian podcasters. So when we did an episode a few weeks ago on ethics and we talked about the behavior of how Christians should behave on social media and in their podcast. It's not a surprise that we're going to use Bible verses to talk about that. I (gasps) actually know a couple of people that are Christians that have sports shows. And one of them has specifically, hey, we're Christians and we have a sports show. And so we're going to talk a little bit about our faith on this show and about sports. But I also know a Christian who has a sports show that's not specifically a Christian show. And that's okay. That's okay to do that. But if you say, hey, we're going to do a show just about baseball and, you know, we are Christians, but we're we're not really going to talk about our faith on the show. We're just going to stick to to baseball. And then all of a sudden you do some theological topic one day. That's probably going to take your audience for a loop. Like, wait, what show am I listening to? know ahead of time what you're doing. You know, in our show that we did on ethics is the second most listened to podcast that we had. And that's the most recent one, uh, which surprised me. You know, the only one, Colleen, that has been more listened to so far than ethics. What do you think it is? My guess, I'll probably be wrong, but I would guess it would be growing your audience. Well, my guess, you, you are wrong. And my guess was wrong as well. Um, yours came in th- is third. Mine that I thought was going to be most listened to is equipment because that's what we get the most questions on. That's number four. The number one, and this is something maybe we we got to think about this. <laughs> the number one listened to is dealing with co-hosts. Well, that that's interesting. You know, you bring up an interesting point that I 
just going to throw in here when we're talking about types of episodes, because I think this does fit into the conversation, is that certain types of episodes are going to get a larger audience. But what I've found with Theology Gals is the episodes that I sometimes think are going to get a very large audience is not necessarily the ones that do, or probably more often than not, I'll do an episode and I'll think, oh, this probably isn't going to attract as large of an audience. And then I will be very surprised. Like our second most listened to podcast, when we recorded it, I thought this isn't going to be one that we're going to get a lot. And there you go. What just happened there? Well, when you're doing podcasting, things happen, especially Colleen, when we're remote. I lost internet last week because that was the last time you and I had a chance to record. And you were having a nice conversation with yourself. But I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Took a whole week. Yes, it did. Because I ended up traveling in the midst of that. But well, let's pick up wherever it was that we left off. We were talking about our shows with co-hosts. And you had, without me interrupting, you got to explain a lot. So now I get to say what I said when I didn't realize that I dropped <laughs> Internet. And I wasn't really talking about co-hosts. I was more talking about types of episodes and, you know, uh, to not bank on which episodes are going to get the most numbers and choose episodes for that reason and things like that. But you had something you wanted to say about co about our episode about co-hosts being so popular. Yeah, I think it was so popular because in, it really gets into the next point we wanted to talk about, whether you're going to do a show that's solo, a co-host, a guest or teams of people, however you want to do it. I think the reason our co-host episode is so well listened to is I think a lot of people have trouble with their co-hosts. They just, they think that it's all going to get along. Everything's going to be hunky-dory, no problems. And then as you continue, well, you have to kind of know the type of show because sometimes when we have a whole episode clearly on co-hosts, and I think a lot of people listen to it because that's where there is a struggle. You know, it's almost, I almost think back to something that somebody said to me years ago and you, do, and some people will disagree with me on this, but you don't necessarily want to start a podcast with your best friend because now your best friend and you might be working together in a way that you're maybe not accustomed to and you end up at the end, not being best friends. If you ask a lot of the podcast, podcasting hosts, they'll tell you that co-hosts will break up a lot because there's they run into different problems. It, but I think back to when somebody's like, yeah, don't start a business with your best friend. And you'll hear stories of, you know, two friends that go into business together. I just heard a story not long ago, and now they're barely speaking because they both had different expectations and now they resent one another. And, and those things do happen. You don't want your best friend to become your best enemy. Right. So you want to think about with your show type, it's going to be what type of show do you do? Now, you have a show where you typically have a co-host or it's one of you and a guest, but there's usually only two people. But you want to keep in mind, if you go more than two or three people, you really got to be organized because people can talk over each other. If you start getting a larger team, it's a problem. Yeah, we have a, um, we basically have a way we do things because it's often my co-host and I, 
and a guest, if we have a guest on, it's either just the two of us or it's the two of us with a guest. And so we actually communicate on our phones during the episode. So we go back and forth with questions. So I'll ask a question. She'll ask a question. But what we'll do is we'll message each other and say, I have a follow-up question here or I have a follow-up comment here so that we aren't talking over one another. And we rarely, it's really worked for us. And so you need to find what works for you. And we rarely do talk over one another. Now, Matt Slick and I will do that with on Skype when we're doing our Apologetics live show. Now that's a live show where anyone comes in. Matt might be dialoguing with someone and I'll say, hey, ask him this, or hey, when you're done, I'd like to ask him a couple questions. And so we communicate back and forth that way. So it's good if that's a good thing to do if you have a team of people or more than two people where you can communicate that way. Another thing to think about with the type of show is are you an interview show? If you're if you are, Colleen, what type of interviewers do we look for? Well, and again, you're you're gonna want to look for people that really fit in with your show. In fact, I was telling you before we recorded, Andrew, that I get a lot of emails from people that say, I'd like to be on Theology Gals. And I have to laugh at some of them because I think to myself, do you even know what we're about? And of course, I'm not going to have some of those people on there. You know, uh, we have had several female pastors that write to us and say, oh, I have a new book. I'd love to come on your show. And I'm thinking, you must not know what we're about. Because since we specifically um, aren't in agreement with women being pastors. And so there's going to be certain people that we're not going to have on our show. And you want to consider, is that guest? I mean, are you going to have guests at all? Like we have a mixture. You have a lot of guests on your rap report show. And so you figure out you know, things that are going to go with the topic of your show. Like it would be odd for you to all of a sudden do a baseball show on the rap report. Especially since I know nothing about baseball. Right. Or movies. That would be really bad. But I did do an episode on movies. I had someone on who, who has a podcast. Are you just watching? And her podcast is about movies. And so, yes, I did have her on and it was a helpful episode for people. And, the thing was, I'm not a big movie buff, but she is. So if we're going to do an interview, there's a lot of different sources for people to interview. You could think of authors, other podcasters, bloggers, celebrities. You you want to see, and you know, Colleen, I've had the same thing you've had where people, when you have a podcast, they send you an email, you know, hey, can you, can I be on your podcast? Let me give you a, a simple thing. If you want to be on other people's podcasts, like I, I, we were talking before about an, an email I got, someone really wanted to have someone else on my podcast. And it's, it's if you want to do that, show some interest in their podcast. Don't just do like this person that was like, well, here's all the reasons you should have this person on your podcast. Well, that's nice. It's my podcast. I don't know who this person is and none of the, your long list of, of things really impress me very much. But if you showed an interest that you actually listen to my podcast or know something about it, I might pay a little bit more attention. So that's kind of more of a two cents if you're seeking to be interviewed. But I, I'll admit, I do like interviewing other podcasters because they understand what it takes to be podcasting. 
I, I did a podcast with one person and clearly he doesn't have a lot of podcasters on. I'm like, do you want me to record at my end? And he's like, oh, really? You could? <laughs> he was just thrilled because it's like understanding all of the tech that goes into it, making sure that there, the room is quiet and there's no dogs barking or kids crying or whatever. So you want to think about those things, though, when you do interviews. You, you want to also, I'll put this in, this is something Colleen, you and I mentioned, we may want to do a separate episode on with guests, specifically about guests. But if you have a guest on, respect their time. Be on time for your interview. Do not show up late having your guests sitting there and waiting. Don't be taking the guests and saying, okay, can we record for 30 minutes? And they say, sure. And then you're like 40, 50 minutes long because you still want to ask some questions or you just want to talk to them. If you set a time, respect the time, be on time. So you want to respect your guest. Otherwise, they're not going to be likely to want to come back. Yeah, Andrew, we're we're going to talk on other episodes a little bit more about how to get guests. And we've actually talked about that a little bit before. But um, sometimes you might have a well-known guest. And the other thing is you might end up with a reputation as a podcaster if you're not respectful of their time. If, you know, uh, we had a situation once where somebody had a, said, I can only record until this time. And so it was important for us to start right on time. And it's important to make sure you end before that time. Yes. And so let's, let's talk about other ways to, to do podcasts. If depending on your type of show, is it a live or a recorded show? Clearly this show is recorded. How do we know that? Well, if you listened, there was a weak gap between the beginning and what we're recording now. So there's advantages to recorded shows. There's some people that do live shows. I do Apologetics Live. That's a live show. People join in and you never know what's going to happen. That adds a lot more complexity to a live show. A recorded show, Colleen, when you're recording, what are some of the advantages of a recorded show? Well, for one, you can edit. I do a lot of editing for Theology Gals because we do a lot of, hold on, let me go look that up and things like that. And so... If you're going to do a live show, you're going to have to be a lot more prepared. I was glad you didn't say you do a whole lot of editing for this show. Just saying. Um, but you're right. But the I, I, other... didn't, I didn't say I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing with a live show to keep in mind, if you're going to do a live show, especially if it's a call-in show like My Apologetics Live, where anyone can come in and ask any question, now that becomes different because on that show... We never know what's coming in. If you have a live show where it's just you recording with your co-host, that's not so bad. There may be some things, okay, we'll edit that out. I know some people that they record on YouTube their their podcast and they take the audio and they put it into a podcast. So you get more. So on the, the live one, it's unedited and then they edit it down. That's one way of doing it. When you do the, the show like I have, where anyone can come in, you you have to be careful. We, we, we're a Christian show. You might have people using found language, and we're marked as clean. That could become a problem. So there are sometimes, so there's times where someone may use found language. I may have to edit that out of the podcast. We record live, but 
what goes to podcast, we still edit. And so remember, even if you're doing a live show, you can edit things out in your podcast. Yeah, a lot of people are taking advantage of Facebook Lives now too. And so they're doing a live show on Facebook Live. And then they're doing what you do with Apologetics Live. They're re-releasing that the next day or the next week, whenever they plan for it. In fact, uh, one of the guys on the Christian podcast community does that, Jamal. Yes, he, and he's he prescribed does a live truth. show on YouTube, and and then and he. One thing about live shows, which you and Matt do, which Jamal does, is you're actually doing video also. You're recording that video. Yes. Now on Prescribed Truth with Jamal Bandy. He, he does the same as we do, but you don't have to. There are, I knew of a podcast that did it on, on an audio platform and they recorded there the full thing, but then they edited it into the podcast. So some things to do if you want to record live, there's different things you can use. If you're looking to do a live show like Apologetics Live, um, you can do a Google Hangout, but let me give a warning. Colleen, you have done this before with Google Hangouts. How is the audio quality on the Google Hangouts? Um, the audio quality on Google Hangouts stinks. So if you listen to Theology Gal's first year of podcasts, I just will apologize right here <laughs> because it's bad. And part of that, this is one reason we're doing this show right here is because when I started podcasting, I didn't know anything and I had to, and I really didn't learn a lot until kind of after my first year, but there's so much to know and there's so much I wish I knew. And one of the things I wish I knew was how bad Google Hangouts audio quality was. And that's why our audio quality was so horrible. That is one of the things I hear often. I know you probably get the emails about this podcast that we're doing. So you want to be a podcaster as people go, I wish I listened to this before I started podcasting. And that's why everyone that comes into our Christian podcast community Facebook group, when they say they're new, they're thinking about podcasting or they're planning it, I say, go check out the learning units or listen to So You Want to Be a Podcaster before you get started, because it will help folks. And we've heard that a lot. And so Google Hangouts, not good audio quality. Can you still do it? Sure. I do Apologetics Live, but I'm recording, even though we're doing it on YouTube, I'm recording to my roadcaster. So I'm not you know, taking that audio quality from face uh, from YouTube, I'm taking the audio quality from my hardware device. You can have it record in to Audacity or something like that as well. You could do Facebook Lives, as Colleen mentioned. But what are we using for our recordings right here, Colleen? Well, we're using Zoom. That's how we connect. And we always do a backup. And that became useful in a recent episode where part of Andrews didn't record. But we, what you hear is not actually the Zoom recording, except for in one instance. What you hear is Andrew records on his end. I record on my end. I take the two tracks. I edit them together. But we always record on Zoom for a backup. Yeah, and, and we're actually having several backups because I like to be redundantly redundant. So we're both recording on Audacity software-wise, but here's a little thing. Software can sometimes be a glitch. And I actually learned recently something that you had a problem with with Zencaster, which is another way people record. If you use Zencaster, 
you cannot end the meeting or the, the Zencast session until it finishes converting. Some people make that mistake and they lose everything. But yep, that's what happened to me. Yep. And software sometimes can do that. So what do we do? I have my Rodecaster Pro also recording on hardware. Now, before I had this, I used to use a Zoom H6, but I have some sort of hardware to do the recording as well. So you want to make sure you do things like that. Let's wrap up, Colleen. We talked about the types of podcasts, types of episodes, whether you're going to do a live or recorded Let's talk about length of episodes. How long should an episode be? We've gotten this question in, in our community group. What do you think? Well, I think it really depends. I think I maybe mentioned this previously. Um, our Theology Gals is an hour, and every once in a while, someone will complain and say, oh, it's an hour. But I really don't think we can fit what we do in a shorter time. And every once in a while, we'll even go longer. One of our most popular episodes was over two hours long, but I don't think we've really had anything even close to an hour and a half, um, except for that one two hour episode. And I really should, what I did with another guest we had that we went long and we knew we were going to go long. And I said, you know what, let's split this into two episodes. We try to keep it at the hour length. Our episode this week was like an hour and 13 minutes. And I don't really like to do that very often, but sometimes that happens. There's another show, and this is what I think I mentioned previously, that's a theology show like ours. And they're less than a half an hour. And I always get a little frustrated when I listen to them because I feel like they don't get to dig in enough. And it's a kind of a good, um, helpful encouragement for me that, okay, yeah, we get to dig in a little more on Theology Gals because we do give that extra time. And so you're going to have to consider there's positive with shorter. Some people prefer a shorter episode. A lot of, I think a lot of the podcasts that I listen to are an hour long. I've said before, I really like true crime podcasts. And a lot of those are about an hour long. And I don't mind listening to an hour. Some people like um, half hour episodes. My husband likes half hour long podcasts because his drive to work is a half an hour. And he prefers to get a whole episode in. Some people that have a half hour drive will listen to half of a one hour podcast on their way there and half on the way back. You know, there's there's one podcast I think of that breaks all those rules. And, and that's Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. I mean, his uh, he has episodes four hours long, four and a half hours long. He has one that's like six hours long. One podcast. I don't know if he does all the recording at one shot. But he doesn't record very often either. It's like six months between recordings, but you get basically a history class. You can sometimes do something like that where you, as he's done and been very successful, he's one of the top podcasts out there and he does these really super long mega shows, but he's not doing them regularly. So many people would prefer to have that break it up, but he doesn't probably doesn't want to break up that content most people are going to listen to it in chunks anyway. So if you plan to have something really long, I think it's better to break it up because you can decide how much is, is enough or not. Now, Dan might say, hey, rather let the person decide. They know it's going to be four hours long. Listen as much as you, you can. Now, I have two different types of shows. My Andrew Rappaport's rap report like yours is an hour long because of the fact I find it hard to get in all the stuff that we want to say when we're digging into a topic in less than that. And we also do some other things on our show because where your show, Colleen, is, is mostly talking, 
we have different segments. So we'll have segments where we'll, we'll talk about logical fallacies or we'll play a spiritual transition game or things like this. So I sometimes have some other segments that we add into the show. Nice thing is I try to keep this show to an hour. So if there's no time, if I had a great interviewer, had a topic that just took the full hour, I may not put those segments in. So that's about an hour. Why? Because I'm really looking to dig into things. However, I have a Monday through Friday, two-minute podcast, Andrew Rapport's Daily Rap Report. That's only two minutes long. Now, that is hard to do, but there are some people who like that more devotional type of podcast where they can listen to something really quick, and so that gives some balance. However, let me give a warning that something that Colleen and I recognized with my podcast. I used to have them all on the same feed. That annoyed my audience. They didn't like having the people that liked the longer one didn't like having to delete the shorter ones. The people who really just wanted the shorter ones didn't like having the longer one. So I split them. Now, if I was interested in numbers, I wouldn't have done that because my numbers were really good when I was downloading seven days a week. So the difference though is this was what was best for the audience. So the question is, when you're thinking about the type of show, ask yourself, what is a good length to give my audience the contents they need? Notice the emphasis. Colleen, who is it that we're podcasting for? For ourselves to hear ourselves or our audience to listen and learn? Well, this is why I said um, before we got cut off and your internet went off, this is one way that you do interact with your audience is doing the types of episodes that they want you to do. You know, even this podcast right here, we often talk about things that are asked in our group a lot because we know from the questions that are asked in the Christian podcast community group, we know what sorts of things people are wanting to learn as Christian podcasters. And one thing I do with Theology Gals is we take episode suggestions and I keep a running list. And even if you're not out there saying, hey, you know, send us any suggestions for episodes, you're probably going to get people that are going to write in and say, you know, can you do an episode on this topic? In fact, I'll tell you something interesting. There was a topic I said, I will never do this topic on the air. In two weeks, I got three people that emailed us and said, can you do an episode on the topic I said I never was going to do? And finally, by the third one, I said to her, I said, well, I think by now I need to consider doing an episode on this. But you're doing it for your audience. And there's people out there that are, you know, have little tiny podcasts and aren't considering, you know, their audience at all. Um, but you want you want to consider what your audience. In fact, um, I think of another one of our Christian podcast community podcasters recently, James Watkins, had asked on Facebook, you know, are there some topics? I don't remember exactly how he asked it, but he wanted to know if there were certain things that people wanted his podcast to talk about. And through that conversation, he came up with an idea for a series. I think that's a great idea and a great way to even show your audience that you are doing this to try to educate them. You're not doing it just to hear yourself talk. And that's the thing. Your audience, ask them, what's a good length? How much do you want to hear? And, you know, remember that you're building an audience over time. So you may want to, every couple of years, come back to these type of questions. What do you want to hear? What do you, how long do you think, do you think the podcast too long, too short? We recently had a podcaster that did that 
uh, are you just watching? In her Facebook group, she put out a question about the podcast to, to get a, a feel for the audience and what they want out of it. It's a good thing to do because this is who we're podcasting for. You're, it's for the audience because without the audience, you're just a talking head. Yeah, there's a podcast out there. I'm not going to say the name, um, but this guy tends to go long. And, and in his case, it's not good. It's not good. He can take a topic and, and I listen and I think, okay, he could have said that. I mean, he'll go two hours longer and to the point that there's jokes out there about the length of his podcast. There's people that have made memes. If people are making memes about your podcast being too long, then you might want to reconsider the length. So, Colleen, I'm just curious, the episode you said you would never do and that so many people wanted you to do, was it How Right Are Baptists? <laughs> no. Well, we just had to get that in somehow. So, folks, we want you to think about your show. We try to keep this one, these episodes to 30 minutes, and we really don't do a good job at it most times, but... The thing is, is that we, when you're thinking about the type of show you have, you want to ask yourself what type of podcast you want to have. And that should help you in the type of episodes. As far as the episodes, you want to think about not only the episode, but what whether it should be by yourself, a co-host, a guest, a team of people, whether it's interviews. You also want to think, should I do it live or recorded? And then think about the length of the episode, because that all these things will help you to get a show that's right for your audience to keep your audience listening in. And that's what you want. You want them to keep coming back for more. And with that note, we should let you know that next episode, we are going to be talking about show notes. Very important thing to have when you have a podcast is to have good show notes. And that is what we're going to bring to you next episode.